Sometimes we have to, what we call during vacation Bible school, we called it God sightings. That we literally would take and make binoculars with our hands like this. And we would look for good things that God is doing. Because he's always doing good things all around us. It's amazing sometimes how, um, well, I guess quite frankly, we can miss it if we're not careful. You know, we can miss what God's doing. And I, I know for some of us, uh, we might be just looking for what God is doing. And some of us, we, we know God very well. We have a relationship with his son, Jesus. Um, but, you know, sometimes we fade. And the point is all about this, that God is good no matter what. And the kids learned all week that God is good no matter what. He is there no matter what. God never changes. He never goes away. Sometimes we fade. Sometimes circumstances happen. But he never changes, and he is always good. So welcome again to Four Quarters Baptist Church. Thank you, children, for sharing with us some of your songs from Vacation Bible School. And you can tell that they got into, and they were on stage, a little reserved, which is probably the best. But uh, (laughs) they did awesome. I just absolutely love it. Um, so what I, I want to do is I just want to take a few minutes, and we're not going to spend a week, of course, but I'm going to I'm going to teach you God is good, if you will. My sermon is God is good, and it's based on the children's curriculum over the last week. But it's it's going to be very brief, but also it's based and it's going to be focused uh, on us adults, if you will. So we're going to take a look at. Right there, James 1. If you have a Bible, you can open your Bible to James 1. I'm going to be reading. In this case, the scripture is up on the screen. But as you're turning there, I'm going to read out James 1. It says this, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. That sums up Vacation Bible School. Now, we didn't, we weren't out of James in Vacation Bible School. Like I said, I'm, I'm approaching this for us this morning, adults and families. But the bottom line is, James is saying things that I remember back when I first started reading the Bible. And, and looking at the Word of God, and I hit the scripture early on after I was saved, and it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. I'm thinking, what? Con- consider joy when trials come away, when things come away that, that, that I'm facing? That I mean, to me, a trial is something that no one likes, if you will. It's something that's in your face. It's something that, you know, you don't normally want to deal with. But I've learned to embrace this scripture. It's my second life verse. My first is out of Hebrews, but this is my life verse right here because I'm constantly going back to it. Things come against me, I got to go, count it joy, (laughs) count it joy. You ever do that? Like someone cut you off in traffic, right? And you go, count it joy, count it joy. I hope that's what you do, (laughs) right? You count it, count it all joy. Or someone, someone does something wrong to you or they, they, you know, they say something or, you know, just, just take that deep breath and, and count it all joy. So we're going to break it down a little bit. So we're looking at facing trials. We face trials in life, whether or not we want to, right? Anyone ever, like, embrace a trial? Like you say, you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, come on, trials. Come on, come on. I just, I want to, you know, we ain't going to do that, are we? No. 
trials will come no matter what. So if we don't learn to face them, we're just going to get older and older and older, and, and things are going to hurt more and more and more, and we're, we're going to be a mess. Now, some of us can relate to that, right? I mean, we just can. Um, some of us might be in the middle of that. But the bottom line is we all will face trials, period. And then we're looking at testing of your faith, and that's when the trials come, it really reveals the real us. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, you can be calm, cool, and collected, but if you get pushed, 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 or, or something keeps coming at you, eventually the real you's going to come out. Something usually will snap inside, or something, you just go like, ah, and you kind of you kind of react to it instead of respond. And then the Bible tells us where to persevere. And perseverance must finish its work. This, my friends, right here was the hard part for me to understand. Count it all joy when I'm faced with trials. And then the testing of my faith is going to reveal the real me. And I didn't know if I wanted to look at the real me or not. But then it says that I need to persevere in this thing. Because if I don't persevere, guess what? It keeps coming back. It just comes back over and over. But eventually, we need to learn to face it, to understand it for what it is, and to know that God is good. He'll always be with us if we'll trust him and seek his advice, his counsel, his word. We must persevere. We must come to a place where we push through what keeps coming at us. We must. And you might think, well, I've got a hundred things, or I've got one thing, or ten, or twenty. I mean, I understand, you know, but, but just be reminded this morning, even if it's one thing at a time, God is good. And just let, that, let God take one thing that is coming against you. One thing. Start with one thing. Right, boys and girls? One thing. And know that God is good. So, here's what we learned, right, boys and girls, in Vacation Bible School. When life is unfair, scary, changing, sad, and yes, even good, God is always there. We can always pray. So when things seem unfair, hey, boys and girls, guess what? I'm telling you, even with your parents and grandparents and your family here this morning, I can guarantee you sometimes life seems unfair. And even as adults, we have to, we have to just stop and go, this ain't fair, but God is good. And life can get scary for adults, too. Things can happen, and we, things that we can't control. It might be a car accident. It might be we lose a job. It might be a relationship issue. Whatever the case may be, but bottom line is, we got to take a deep breath, too, and be reminded God is good, and life is always changing. Anyone have anything happening, changing in your life right now? Raise your hand if there's anything changing in your life right now. Really, that's all. And y'all, the rest of you, nothing's changing, huh? That's interesting. Change is a constant. When I woke up this morning, things were changed. I mean, I smell like a hot dog right now because I was out cooking some hot dogs. Things change all the time, right? And when they change, and we even talked with the boys and girls, it doesn't mean it's bad, but expect it. Things are always going to change. And if we, if we just fight change, we're going to be in trouble. But we need to learn to embrace it. And we need to learn to work through it. And let's not forget a lot of change is for the good. So we need to learn to celebrate it like this morning. Right? Okay. So the Bible tells us if we, or if you lack wisdom, ask God. And when we ask, the Bible says that we need to not doubt. 
So how do you ask God when you're in the middle of things that are unfair, that are scary, that are changing, that are sad, that are even good? How do we ask God? Now, now, now seriously, it almost seems like a pat answer, but it's not. We pray. But, but, but we, don't, we don't just go, God, uh, I, got me, I got myself into this. Get me out. <laughs> you know? Or it's, it's, it's more like um, we're, we're so close to God, just like we are with a spouse or children or a family. And, you, you know, we're, just, we're so close that it's like having this conversation. And just, you're going, ah, you know, God, I, I'm just a little sad right now. I'm just a little scary, and, and you literally, and, and some might say this morning, you might say, well, you know, Pastor Tony, I really don't have that kind of relationship with God, but, but I want to tell you something. Even if you don't, I, I'm speaking from experience here. Never went to church in my life till I was 32 years old, ever, and I got saved at the same, the same day, the first time I ever went to church. Listen to me, but I'm confident that when my heart was saying, God, who are you? I know he started to speak to me. He started to reveal to my heart who he was. That is how God works. And that's our God, and he will. He will reveal himself to us. He will say, here I am. And James 1, 17, 18 says this. Every, what's that word right there? Every good thing. How many things is every? It's all, it's pretty much, it's pretty much covers the whole gamut. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. And that's James 1.17. So, you know, the bottom line is, is I asked the boys and girls, I asked them this question. I said, you know, boys and girls, uh, now, hear me out. You got to hear me out. I said, every time this week from many, many people, you've heard this. God loves you. I said, this is true. God loves you. He loves you right here in this room. He loves these children. He loves you. But I asked them this question. How do you know? How do you know he loves you? Now, some might think automatically, well, Pastor Tony, are you trying to put some kind of doubt in the children's mind or something? What do you mean, how do you know? Well, how do you know? How do you know? As parents and grandparents and family, how do you know God loves you? I mean, a lot of us, we hear it, which is awesome, which is true. If you go to church, I hope you hear God loves you. You know, from a Bible study teacher, Sunday school teacher, I hope. I hope from parents and grandparents, we are telling each other and our children, God loves loves you. But there's a point in time where it's more than just being told, but it becomes a reality. And so I asked the boys and girls, I said, so what is your reality? I mean, is is there a time and a place where, you know, you've you've thought about this? Like, you know, do do you know God loves you? And they're kind of like going, they're thinking. Most of them are kind of thinking, which I would, I hope they would. And I said, well, I can prove to you he does. And they go, what? <laughs> I, can't, I can prove to you he does. He showed us. 
We don't have to just be told which is good. He showed us through creation. God's very attributes are revealed to us through creation. I mean, seriously, there's not a person in this room that could not right now go out, and if you would just, with all earnest, stop, take a deep breath, put, put your distractions away, and I know it can be hard right now in some scenarios, but if there's something, something really coming against you, just take a deep breath, set it down for a moment, and just look at the trees and hear the birds and just, just go, there's God. So number one, God reveals himself through creation. And boys and girls, he does, and they know. They... But he reveals himself through his son. You know, the Bible told me before I went to church, before I was, I was uh, saved. Some of you might not understand what that means. But before I was saved, before uh, I accepted Christ as my Savior, before I repented of my sin and asked Jesus to be my Savior. But you go, well, how can that even happen? Because God revealed his love to me. And all of a sudden, the word of God started speaking to my heart for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And in my heart, God started to reveal to me that truth. I mean, I can't explain it. If you're here and that's ever happened to you, you know what I'm saying, right? You know what I'm saying. But if not, all I can say is that God is good and he has shown us that he's real and he sent a son that we might see and believe and then Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And my heart went, what? And the pastor, I remember he asked me, uh, well, Tony, do you, do you uh, understand what I'm saying? And you know what I said? I didn't have a clue what he was saying. I never heard about Jesus. I never. But he was literally speaking the word of God like I just did. And somehow God in my heart told me it was true that there was a free gift that God wanted me to have. And he wanted to literally show me his love. And I, in my heart, I'm just going, wow, what, what's going on here? And then he shared one more scripture with me, Romans 10, 9. He says, well, Tony, Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. He said, Tony, do you want to be saved? Now listen, okay, pause. Do you think I understood 100% what this pastor was talking about? No way. But in my heart and the word that I heard, I knew it was true. See, that's the God I know. I mean, I, I, I've been a pastor long enough to know that uh, and have spoken the word of God long enough to know that just because I speak the word miraculously, uh, everyone I speak it to, get saved because that just doesn't happen because it's not me that saves people or you that might share your faith. It's the word of God and God himself. But even this morning you might be here and all of a sudden you're hearing what I'm saying. You're listening to the, the verses that I'm saying and all of a sudden you go, <laughs> I don't get, I don't understand it at all, but just somehow I know it's true. I am a sinner separated from God. I can, I can, I can actually know God's love by putting my trust in his son. And you can. As far as I can tell, because we've not followed up, but we've had 10 boys and girls do that this week. Now, of course, they're in vacation Bible school. We had a lot of them fill out. We have them fill out a card. It's just to put action to their heart, you know, to, to, to put some action to it. But I believe there's, there's 10 children, pretty solid, did exactly what I just said. 
that God revealed to their heart their need to be saved, their need to understand God's love. And as crazy as it sounds, everyone, it's just real. I mean, what I, I, only God can reveal it. So I do want us to pause and pray. And because, because I'm never going to leave an opportunity open. It's what the Word of God tells me, that today is the day of salvation. So if we may, just let's all uh, pray together. Let's, let's close our eyes, bow our heads. It's just a good way to not be distracted. And, and I just would like to pray. And if there's anyone here this morning that God is speaking to your heart, and today is your day of salvation to put your trust in Jesus, then let it be. Father, we thank you for today, this day you've given us. And, Lord, I know with this many in this room, you're certainly talking to our hearts. So may it be said and may it be so that if there's one person in this room that you're revealing to their heart their need to put their trust in your son, that they might know your love forever, forever, for eternal life, forever in heaven, forever, then this morning's the morning. In your heart, let, let God know you're sorry for your sin. He's revealing it to you. And just, I don't know, that's all I remember. I, I just remember saying, God, I'm, I really am sorry for my sin because you're putting it in my heart that it's true. I'm separated from you. I want to put my trust in Jesus as your Savior. You know, I've heard that you sent your son, your one and only son, to die for me and to pay the penalty for my sin. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't totally make sense, but... You're telling my heart it's true. May it be so today. I put my trust in you that you sent your son, that Jesus died for me. Right now, save me in Jesus' name. Amen. You got a week of vacation Bible school in, what was that, 15 minutes. The kids voted unanimously at the end of Friday that they wanted to continue for another week. So I promise I would ask you guys. No, <laughs> but they did actually. Oh, can we keep going? You know, uh, most vacation Bible schools, um, um, for, for whatever, but most, uh, by the time you hit Friday, rightfully so. I mean, especially night vacation Bible schools, everything kind of dwindles a lot, you know, and, and a lot of kids um, start fading out. They're getting tired and stuff like that. Um, I haven't been a part of a vacation Bible school in a long time where we actually built momentum. Uh, so that was awesome. And the leaders, you guys, awesome. Uh, I would like to do this. If you let out in any way, volunteer, uh, crew leader, whatever the case may be, if you let out in vacation Bible school, I'm actually, I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I actually would like you to come up front because we want to celebrate God's goodness that you, you shared. So it's okay, come on up front. If you participated in any way, it's all right. Don't be shy. I mean, we've been at it all week, so, uh, you know. It, it takes the heart of men and women, boys and girls, um, to do something like this, to keep your kids safe, to learn them or to teach them about the Word of God, uh, to go through the mo. I, you know what I mean? It's just always awesome. And so, you know, really, thank you, because... Um, God is good, and we do it for the glory of God, but we get to do it together. You know, um, I don't know. That's what churches should be and is all about. It is about a family. And I got to tell you guys, now, just, I'm very transparent. Some of you guys don't know, but I I just, I really, I don't believe in being, you know, like stupid, but I I believe in just saying it like it is. And um, we're one big family, and 
all week long, we had no troubles. Everyone was just smiling all the time and right. No, even through, even through the things that challenged us and came, you know what I mean? Like getting laid or trying to get something to eat or, or, uh, you know, just the interaction with one another all week long. But yet we learned, we grew, we matured, just like James said. We had to, listen, listen, we had to face our trials this week or we would not be able to minister to your children. We had a vision and a focus. Now, I'm giving you a little object lesson here. These things that come against us, and we kept telling your children, God is good and he is. So, so, so older people, it's doable. You know, you might have to find a prayer partner. Find someone that you can, like this, you can come into unity with that will build you up and encourage you, not take you down. And it's doable. We face our trials with perseverance, and we persevere because then we become mature. And when we get older in life, we don't get mad. We get glad. So, now, very, very carefully, boys and girls, let's give our crew leaders a big old hug. Come on. No, come up and give them a hug. You can give them a hug. Come on. They're going, we're in church, Pastor Tony. It's okay. They're so good. I, I, you guys got some good, good kids. Now, some of you, some of the parents were uh, telling me, because um, I kept saying how good your kids were, which they were, by the way, uh, except for Friday night, the last 15 minutes, they weren't so good. But, but beyond that, all week, <laughs> they were awesome. They listened, they behaved, they interacted. But um, it's interesting because some parents would look at me and say, are you talking about my child? <laughs> I said, yeah, because when you're in a different environment, you know, when you're around different, it, it really is truly like that. It's just, it's, it's just awesome. So, uh, but these are your crew leaders. This, these are the people that, that stayed and cleaned and helped and cooked and, and, and all those things. And again, we, we just celebrate you. And I, I'd like to say a prayer for us before I have a sit down. Is that okay? I know some of you don't like being up front. So, so after I pray, just go ahead and sit down where you're at and you can stay there the rest of the service. We'll be, Father, we thank you for your love and your grace for these leaders. Lord, uh, you, you tell us in your word that to recognize those that serve among you. And that's why I asked them to come up. It is for your glory. But, Lord, it's to encourage one another. And it's to show um, our families that they have support and we support one another. And we, just, we love you. And we thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Grab a seat, guys. Thank you so much. So we wrap it up like this. When trials come into your life, see it it as an opportunity. Don't give up. Ask God to reveal to you his response to your trial and believe that God is good and desires for you to grow through the trial. That's it. You know, I know sometimes uh, teachers and pastors or even uh, people, you know, bosses or whatever, they, they try to make things seem really simple. Um, but, but if we don't miss it, listen, if we don't miss it, we won't realize that sometimes it is just simple. And we make it a little more than what it is, right? So God is good all the time. So what about you? You know, um, 
our vision here is to equip the saints, which is people that are here at church. It's to come alongside families and, and walk with them, encourage them. And it's all about growing together in faith. That's what we believe in here. And so we, we strongly believe in, in going out and reaching out, vacation, Bible school, whatever the case may be. So what about you? Leave here today being willing to face some of the trials in your life. Be encouraged. Uh, no, really, give me a hand. No. <laughs> I knew you. 